All right, can you hear okay. me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. You still with me? Which one am I doing? Okay, yeah, I'm going to just do it from the phone. Is that good? That's good. All right. All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> we made it. It's been a long time. Much love. <laughs> Wakanda forever, bro. Take him out. Take him out. Cool. Go. Go. Sorry, I got to clear the room. Let the dog out. Yeah, that's right. We're going to video that part anyway. That's what we want to do. Let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Dogma Podcast, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, Moosey, you know, it's crazy because, like, I've been knowing you, like, since you were, like, little. Yeah. And now you're a grown man with big children. And doing big things. I'm really, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying, trying to get out here, get exposed a little bit, you know. <laughs> Indeed, you're doing your thing, man. What made you get it? What made you get into comedy in the first place, Moosey? Because when you were growing up, man, you were kind of dry. You know, you wasn't <laughs> no, wasn't nothing funny about you. You didn't even laugh much. So, <laughs> so not, how did you go? Because I was surprised when Daryl told me. I'm talking, folks, because I I noticed, man, in his family. But your your uh, your uncle Daryl told me that uh, you had gotten into comedy maybe 10, 15 years ago, and then I started watching it after I you know we linked up on Facebook. I was like, this is real. This guy's really doing comedy. What made yeah, you yeah. realize you were funny? Well, you remember when I was little, I had a speech impediment, right? Right. So my grandmother used to be laughing at me. I I can't lie about this stuff, man. My grandmother used to laugh at me, and I'd be like, Grandma, why are you laughing? She said, baby, you got to learn to laugh at yourself because other people are already laughing at you. you know? <laughs> so I kind of incorporated a sense of humor because I was always, you know, I was getting in trouble. I was rebellious. So I was always getting in trouble and I had to find another venue because I knew where that was going to lead me. Yeah. So, you know, with all the other stuff that I was doing at that time, I figured, you know, laughter is the medicine for me. Right, right, so, right, right, right. And then I found out that people actually started laughing with me, not at me, but all the <laughs> Oh, so you know, like these, so so these jokes are actually so this is actually funny, yeah. You came you yeah. came to the conclusion it was it was kind of kind of funny, right? Real life stuff is always humorous to, to yourself, and you know if you make it humorous, and then other people relate, and they're like, yeah, you know, I understand. But you know, being like being an actor, being a comedian, I mean, I listen to Steve Harvey every morning, and he usually talks about the journey. Yeah, the journey's long, you know, yeah. and the. And the journey sometimes is lonely and sometimes it looks promising and sometimes it doesn't. Talk, talk, tell us a bit about how you started and to how you got to where you were and some of the ups and downs. Yeah. You know, so I remember I work with this uh, gentleman, Michael and Sarah at Central, right? Mm -hmm. I always snap jokes for him. I always snapping jokes. He got his own corporation and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, man, you need to get up on stage and do this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So... I come into work one day and he says, yo, I booked you for a show. I'm like, what? what? Was a Hartford he booked you? So yeah. you can just book somebody for a show just because you think they're funny? Well, he is, is like an, uh, a contest. Okay. I didn't okay. know nothing okay. about it. It was a contest. Okay. So he put me on the contest because he kept for a year, he kept saying, you need to get up on stage. You need to get up on stage. And I went to this contest and there's like 15 com comedians some of them been in it for like years and years, man. I came in third place, yeah. you know, and I did a five minute set, came in third place, got hired right off stage from there. But, you know, everybody only sees the glory of people when they're up on stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to tell you this, man. It's a hard road 
to get into comedy. Number one, you do open mics, you travel, you get a show. You might like, I go to New York. I do shows in New York. I'm traveling two and a half hours, right? Gas, tolls, parking to get up on stage, do a, and start out five minutes, a 10 minute, 15 minute set. Now you got to travel all the way back home because I ain't staying in New York. I live in Connecticut. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's more, that's more money for me to spend if I'm sleeping over there overnight. So I'll yeah. travel back home. That's but right. you're traveling, you know, you're doing a five-hour travel to do, a, say, a 20-minute set. Mm. People don't look at that part. They just see the glory side of it, you know. And you could be in comedy for a long time like anything else, and it just doesn't click. You know, all it takes is that one person to see you mm. and say, hey, let me tag off this person, put them on this show, put them on that show, you know? Okay. So, so initially, so initially though, you were going down to this guy booked you for the show. You came in this place, third place. So you say, okay, you know, my stuff's funny. I'm actually funny, but that's okay. But there's a lot of people that are funny, but how do you be funny and then get booked? I mean, there's a lot of people that are actually funny in this world. You know, people that yeah, are funny. Yeah. So tell them, how do you go about, if you think you're funny and somebody's told you you're funny, how do you go about the channels to get the gigs and so forth? Exposure, exposure. I, I myself, I don't have a booker, you know? So exposure, you hit any club, any mics that you get to. The more people to see you, the more shows you will get once they like you. Mm. Like I got called this morning. I'll be performing at the Hartford Funny Bone tomorrow night. Okay. You know, and... Like, I'm not one, I'm not good on technology with computers and stuff like that. And nowadays, everybody tapes everything, they send it out and stuff like that. I'm old school, you know? So once you see me, you see my set, I talk to you a little bit and, you know, we go from there. But now you have to like get up on the internet, you send out your videos to different promoters and stuff like that, show up at different clubs. Even if you don't get on, you gotta show up. And you know, that's one thing that's hard for me because I'm a single father. My daughter's older now where I could get back out, you know. Mm -hmm. She's a young lady. God bless her, man. She's, she's a good young lady. That's but good, now man. that she's older, I could get out, you know. when yeah. As a single father when she was younger, man, I, I couldn't. I was missing stuff because I wanted to be home with her, mm. you know. I didn't mm. want to be traveling and stuff. But, you know, now things change. Now it's my turn. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You're talking like a parent right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got to guide them, man, but you also yeah. got to let them be them. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I don't mean to be hard on my kids, but I know I am. And they're good. You know, my son's good. My daughter's good. You know, thank him upstairs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? What to do this for me? Because I know you've done it. Because I've heard a little bit about it. Tell me a kid joke. A kid tell, joke? Yeah, tell me a kid joke that you've told before that about your children. <laughs> oh. You know, uh, okay, it's Christmas time coming. You know, when we're little, every parent brought brought their kids to the store to go take pictures with so-called Santa Claus, right? Right. Right. So my mom used to take us to Bradley's, James Fields, the old stores and stuff like that. We sitting up on Santa Claus' lap. I'm a man of color. Santa Claus, right. a white guy in a red suit with a white beard wearing pimp boots. <laughs> and he would ask me, say, young man, what do you want for Christmas? I look dead at him and say, not to be sitting on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> so you were being so you were being taken against your will to go sit on Santa's lap. Yeah, to sit on the white guy's lap, man. Come on now. <laughs> but but it, but but for you, it gets a little bit more racy than this. I got something for you. Hold on for a second, there. Let me see uh -oh. if I can bring this clip up. 
But you ever get so drunk that you don't talk to no one? You don't talk to the person, you just have that lust? Right? I seen this lady one time, I was drinking so bad. I sound from hard hitting New Britain. We didn't even talk, we just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> went back to her place. I was hitting it. I was representing for hard hitting New Britain. I had her going, mo 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 Woke up in the morning time. I smelled bacon. I smelled toast. I smelled eggs. She come back out, and I texted my buddy. I said, yo, man, I represent because she cooked me breakfast. Now, ladies, if you cook the guy breakfast, only one reason, because he did his deed, right? If you didn't do his deed, you make an excuse, get his ass out. But she cooked me breakfast. And I was texting my boy. I like, oh, yeah, all right, because I'm from hard hit in Britain. And she comes back out with a tray, got orange juice, got coffee, eggs, toast, bacon. And she said, hungry? I said, yeah. She said, you like bacon and eggs? Hey, guys. If you'd like to stay plugged in, please subscribe to our show. You joining the Dog Pound team does two things. Allows you to be part of our show from the beginning and watch us grow. And allows our content to be reached by a greater audience. Where are my dogs at? Connecticut got a lot of hot comics. Yeah. Not give and take for anybody because there's hot comics everywhere. But Connecticut has a lot of hot comics. And I don't care if we are one-on-one. If I think you bring the funny, I'm going to bring you. You know, we may oh, not. So you can, oh, so you can pick and choose who you want to work with? On my shows, I do. Yeah. On my shows, I do. I hire out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I work with the clubs, and then I bring the people that I think are going to work together and stuff. Because I don't want, you know, that, uh, what's the word, animosity between each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all do our set. I don't do a headliners. I don't do a feature act. We all do our time. And just go up and do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to bring the funnies. We're supposed to be ourselves. We're out here to have a good time. Mm. You know, mm. that's the mm. bottom line for me. They, um, you know, they always talk about being a, a starving artist or uh, being a uh, a starving comedian for that for that matter. This is being the comedian. Is it financially? Is is it financially pay the bills? If you make it, man, I can't afford to quit my day job. You know, I ain't there yet. You know, some people, I know there's a couple guys, I mean, I see them stepping on that ladder so quick and I'm proud of them. I'm happy for them. No work that stuff. I'm just not there. You know, it's not that I don't put in the time. I got to put in more time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Some people, you know, you walk into a club and then you just meet the right person. Just walk into the right person. Like I open up for John Weatherspoon. Good conversation with the guy. Red Grant. Great guy. You know what I'm saying? There's some comics, I'm not going to say their names, that them and I just didn't clash. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's part of it, too. You know, how you how you communicate, not on stage, but off the stage. Hey, you know, you're a decent guy. I'm going to call you back over here. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't just want to, uh, how can I say, interact with you just because you're funny. You know what I'm saying? You got to have that camaraderie, you know? Yeah. So it's about relationship building, too. You built that relationship, man. You built that relationship off stage, man. You know, where for me, I, I talk to people and stuff like that. And you know what's different is because I don't drink. So a lot of a lot of this promoting stuff is like having a drink before the show, having a drink after the show. I tell you this right now, I'm an addict. I, I don't drink and I don't smoke. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't work for me. Right, See what right, I'm right. Right. So 
there's a time and set where I see too much. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Like I remember talking to Red Grant. Red Grant was like, yo, OG, why don't you come in the back room? You know, chill out. I said, yo, man, you don't want me in there. Now you're talking about now you're talking about Red Grant, the the the, the, the big shot comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's off yeah. the wall, yo. That brother's he's solid, man. He's solid. Yeah. I saw yeah. you hanging around with Witherspoon. Witherspoon too, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny thing with John Witherspoon. I went to see him one year, right? And I talked to him. I said, look, I'm become doing open mics and I'm gonna get up on stage over here. And he's like, man, just be yourself. Don't let nobody tell you nothing else. But with all that being said, you gotta, you gotta color coordinate. You gotta color coordinate. And don't forget about the ham hogs. Is that what he said? <laughs> I know he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He always talk about them ham hogs. Yeah. Don't forget ham about hogs. the color grid, ham hogs. And I think not. That day I talked to him, a year later, I opened up for him. Is that right? Yes, sir. And because he remembered you or? Well, they called me for the show uh, at the Funny Bone. I give props to Hartford Funny Bone, man, because the brother that runs that place and the, that organization over there, they treat people solid. You know what I'm saying? You do what you're supposed to do. You bring the funny, he calls you back. You interact with the people, they call you back. Uh, he called me back and said, would you mind opening up for him? I'm like, yeah. See, I'm the brother here that if somebody calls me for a show, if I don't have something else booked, I'm going to be there. See, we have our words, you know what I'm saying? So if you call me and you ask me to be here at a certain time, I'm going to be there a half hour earlier. And the funny thing is, after, like, my name's Marcelino, but everybody calls me Moose. He's like, yo, I remember, I remember you. He said, yeah, you got that name, but I, 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 I'll call you young man from now on. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to say Moose? <laughs> no, he didn't say Marcelino for nothing. Man. Oh, he couldn't say Marcelino? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So we laugh about it, you know. Do do you do? I see sometimes when I'm looking at your stuff, you you do situationally picking on the the audience. I see you picking on the audience. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that's uh, like situational. Is that situational comedy you're doing, or is that considered impromptu? Uh, a lot of it is improv because I don't know. I I we have what we call go to jokes, right? But when I see somebody in the audience. And most of the time I'm talking to somebody before the show. So you kind of know if you could talk to somebody. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, so you're actually talking to people that you may have chatted with before the show even began. Yeah, I kind of know, like, kind of know who you could talk to. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. there's some people in the front row. Like I had a lady one time, man, she got on me. I'll tell you this funny story. You ready? I'm ready. I had the heart funny bone. Did uh like three weeks earlier, I was out there for the weekend, opened up for somebody. I think it was Guy Tory opened up for him. And this lady's in the lobby. She wants to take pictures with me. We taking pictures. We posing. Eh, eh. <laughs> other people, 50 other people joining in, taking pictures. Her girl comes up and says, why are you taking pictures with him? She said, girl, you don't know who this is? She said, who is it? She said, this is J.B. Smooth. <laughs> oh, she thought you were J.B. Smooth? Yeah. <laughs> right? So we looked at each other. She said, You ain't JB Smooth. I said, No. She went, Give me my camera. And she started leaving pictures right there in front of everybody. In your face? In my face. The whole crowd was like, Oh, oh, oh. Now, I get up on stage. She's sitting in the front row. 
She's taking pictures. Her girlfriend's tapping her. Look, look, look. She looked up and she see me. I said to that lady that thought I was JB Smooth and delete all them pictures. I said, tonight, my name is Rick James, bitch. <laughs> is that what you said? You said me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she got mad as a hornet. Man. I bet she did, man. You ruined that woman's night. <laughs> Yo, but I didn't stop there. I got on her nails. I got on the hairdo. Oh, you roasted her up? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an older brother that was sitting next to her, and he kept going, I don't think he done. I don't think he done. And moved yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I want you to get on him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But tell me about some of the stories. Tell us about some of the stories where, you know, people are like booed you, man, and just booed you off the set, made you feel real bad. If I'm going to say this. Yeah, I got booed. I got heckled. If somebody says... What's the difference between a boo and a heckle? Well, booing is just like, yeah, get out of here. But heckling is when they try to tell jokes up on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to squash them either way. It happens, man. You know, it happens. Like, I used to take it out as anger. You know, get back the old school project stuff and start gagging back on them. Don't be angry about it. But working into your set. Okay. You know, make yourself funnier by working into your set. Like, I had these brothers... I was doing a show in New Haven. I can't think of the club in New Haven. And they were trying to heckle me to two brothers. And uh, what I did was I looked at one of them. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I heard his name. I heard somebody say his name. And now, when you say two brothers, is it two brothers or two brothers? No, they're just two brothers. Two brothers. Okay. So I heard one of them. Somebody called one of them's name. So I was like, I can't think of his name right now. But I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're Troy? Man, I heard all about you, man. You telling people you got your own business and you got your own condo. Man, I said, that girl over there in the corner told me that you live in your mama's basement and you drive a car as an Uber. <laughs> you know you did it. <laughs> you know, I said, and you got three kids and two of them's named Junior. Come on, man, go sit back down, you know. <laughs> So sometimes that can be fun. Have you ever had anybody like get mad at you? Like really want to, because you know, they tell, um, um, what's his name? The guy on the Steve Harvey show that does the pranks all the time. They say somebody, somebody's going to whoop you. You know what? Has anybody ever threatened you? I, I got threatened, but I told him, I said, we don't want to go there because number one, we both grown men. You come at me. I don't know your first name, but if you come at me, we're going to know each other for a whole year because that's how long court system is going to take. <laughs> oh, the court system is going to take. So you ain't talking about doing nothing and I'm going straight to the police, right? Yeah, you come at me if you want, man. I'm old school, man. I'm I, you know, if there's a chair there. I'm, I'm using it. I ain't going <laughs> to. Yeah, and then call the police, huh? <laughs> you know, there's plenty of witnesses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not Moosey fighting up in uh, in Funny Bones. We don't want those headlines, man. No, no. Actually, I had a I had a lady throw a drink at me at the Funny Bone. Oh, word. Yeah, and uh, what's his uh, Spears? Spears. Uh, what's his first name? Uh, can't think of his first name. I went to one show and the lady was heckling him up in the front, and he asked her to be quiet, and she kept going. So he got on her man, and she she threw a ketchup bottle at him. Yeah. But you know, people, I mean, you So you gotta you, know, you gotta take abuse to be a comedian? Is that what you're saying? Well, you get beat up sometimes, man, you know, <laughs> verbally, you know, verbally, 
-hmm. You know, you'd be walking off stage and you, you know, you get a little heckler or somebody that is too intoxicated. They in the fifth row, they think they funny. They want to tell jokes, you know, and it's totally different being up on stage telling jokes than being at a party and ripping jokes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You what's, the, what's, the, what's the difference? Well, you know, you're, you're comfortable in your own surroundings. You know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable up on stage, but like, say, say you got a party, a house party, and you ripping off jokes and stuff, but now you got strangers. That's, it don't work like that, man. You know, you got to read everything. Yeah, but then they paid to come see you make them laugh. If you ain't making them laugh, then that's when you get booed and heckled. Yeah, you got you got to make people laugh, man. You don't, you know, you got to you got to have other stuff to do, man. You know, use the crowd, use use your jokes, you do stuff about life. Like I talk about my kids, I talk about relationships. You know, I, I go from A to Z. You know, it's all for fun, man. You know? So they, so if they get on you. You just bring it harder, huh? <laughs> Step it up, Step it up, baby. You know, you gotta What's, flip that pancake. <laughs> you know, we'll see. They say that um, that a lot of comedians are, you know, kind of introverted, um, but they're they're presence on stage, but they're introverted in real life. Have you found that to be the case, or is that the case with you, where uh, you're not as gregarious in your real life as you are? on stage? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think I like to consider myself the same person up on stage, but in honesty, on honesty, uh, I use my laughter to hide a lot of things. You know, like I grew up with that speech impediment. I had a big issue with that. You know, I had to go to school, learn how to speak again, prop how to speak properly. So all that stuff's in the back of my head. But when I get up on stage, it's not like an alter ego. It's that person I was meant to be. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm like I'm at work, I'm constantly moving and having stuff going. I'm that polite person always asks me how they doing and crack a joke and a smile because I know how it is to be uh to not always feel well. Sure. Physically, emotionally, and mentally. Sure. So when I'm I'm up on stage, the most I could do is bring laughter to people to let them know that laughter is a medicine and let them forget if they have any worries that right now you don't have to worry about anything else. Ah, so it's a form of, and I've heard other people say, it's a form of covering some of your own hurts as well as trying to, and the methodology that you use is to make other people laugh? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I told you, you know, I hide a lot of stuff because of my, not insecurities, but because of my past, you know what I'm saying? So I use all that for laughter. It's my medicine. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you go through, somebody else is going through it or yeah. went through it. Yeah. And now they're going to relate and they're like, you know what? I can laugh about that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, how, how, we, how we turn around to make laughter out of something that might really hurt, mm -hmm. you know? Like I, I did this joke about going to a funeral. I went to a funeral. Most people don't talk about funerals, you know, went to a funeral and this lady's crying over the, over the casket. She cried and her wig fell off. <laughs> but you need to stop. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I told you to go to Sally's and get that weave. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you know, and another thing, we, this is one thing, right? We know they exist. We see them. Some of us even have them. Ugly ass kids. 
<laughs> you know, one of the first worst things, and I, I, I you know, there's a lot of people going to see this, and I, I got to watch what I say, but, you know, one of the things that, that gets me is when people say, and I've been with people, you know, oh, your child is so beautiful. Now, you know, good and doggone well, when you look at that child and they feet Ooh. hanging on the ground because they're four years old, and you know, they still suck them in a bottle and they they acting all up. That child is not beautiful. But I people will tell a lie in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yo, we all seen ugly kids and we all do that lemon face. <laughs> Baby, that yeah. oh my god, he's so yeah. But what is the yeah, what does the lemon face turn into? To go from the lemon face to telling the lie about how beautiful the baby is. Oh man, you know, the, come on, like I said, we all see some ugly babies. Uh -huh. I I do this one one set. I said, my my boy, his daughter had a child, and she asked me to be the baby. Now I'm at a certain age where I think things, but it just happens to come out. Mm -hmm. I can't help it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I can't be Godfather of that thing because he looks like that 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 little thing from Lord of the Rings. Hello, precious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've been been seeing the Lord of the Rings, but I know that little thing you're talking about. Yeah. Moose, you wrong. Vladimir or whatever his name is. I'm like, man, I can't be Godfather that thing. <laughs> you know, then I'm looking. Did I say that out loud? I'm my bad. I'm sorry. You know. You are you are an absolute mess. Listen, man, I am so proud of you. And it's just amazing, man. You're doing these sets, you're running into these entertainers, and you're getting your gigs in. You're constantly working. Um, so you're going places. It's just gonna be a matter of time. How long have you been in it now? Uh, I've been in 10 years now doing comedy 10 years, you know, 10 years, like I travel from, uh, Vermont, Maine, all the way down to New Jersey, man, doing shows, you yeah. know, yeah. and, uh, you know, the, the, the fellowship in comedy is huge, but it's small. You know, I could go to New York and I, I know people, I go up Vermont and I know people and even the comics from Connecticut and stuff like that. Sometimes we travel in packs, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's it's a lovely thing to go out and support other other comics and stuff. That's one thing I do, man. If I don't have a show and you got a show, and if I'm not busy with like other things, I'm coming out and I'm supporting other comics, man. Guarantee you, brother. You know, because we so, ain't in this alone. You know, so what I'm it's a, so it's a this this. Uh, comedic uh, community is strong. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. No matter where you go, but I mean, I prop up the cats in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. You know, it's not just the brothers because the brothers are tight up here, man. Hmm. The brothers are tight, man. There's several brothers over here, man. I I give nothing but props up, and uh, never mind the sisters. The sisters are moving up strong, man. Uh, are like, they? Yeah, you know, you remember Karina Fort. Yeah, I do. Is she is she is she a comic? Karina is ripping. Is she down there in Atlanta, man? It, is she? Yes, sir. You know what? Karina said she was going to do big things. I didn't know. I should I should have uh, brought her on too. How's how's her career coming along? She she moving, man. She moving. She she she. I'm going. I'm trying to get on the elevator with her because she's just like the Jefferson moving on up. You is know? she? Is she? Yeah, so she's yeah. getting, she's getting, when you say moving on up, what does that mean in comedy terms? I mean, uh, I know you, she's getting bigger yeah, gigs she's or? She's doing her thing down there. She's, uh, since she's been down there, she's been, as uh, what I know, she did like little commercials parts, 
She's been stepping up on uh, parts in movies and stuff like that, you know, extras and doing this stuff here, you know. Like I myself, I did a couple plays and stuff, you know. Mm. You know, a couple plays, are, it enhances everything for you, you know, because it's a whole different atmosphere, but you're still up on stage. But play, you know? but a play is you're acting and you're a comedian. How does that work? Well, you know, you, you got to broaden your whole specter, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I, I play the guitar. Well, let me rephrase this. I play with the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't actually like play the guitar. I, right. I fiddle around with it. But my set, my goal is to incorporate that into my comedy set too. Because you don't see any brothers playing guitar and doing comedy. Bring something different to the plate. So you're you going to bring the fact that you don't really play the guitar to the, is that what you're bringing to the no, play? No, I, I do. I could do a, a couple songs, you know, so, you know, <laughs> okay. do, do a couple songs and stuff. Okay. And rest, okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't see brothers doing that. You know, I, okay. I look and I pay attention. I want to be different, but yeah, I want to maintain, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't see brothers doing the sets like that. I don't hear people talk about ugly kids, you know. Watch it come out now, because I'm on your platform. <laughs> <laughs> you got some, you're going to hear a whole bunch of ugly, ugly, ugly folk, uh, kid jokes. <laughs> you know, them ugly kids are out there, man. <laughs> you know? That's not a nice movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm being honest. Here. I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't have them. My kids are adorable. I don't <laughs> Fortunately for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it must be hard, though, kind of like, you know, loving your kids and you know they're really not that attractive right <laughs> yeah you know and one thing i remember my mama said she said one day i hope you have a child that just like you Woo! be careful what somebody wish upon you <laughs> <laughs> did that come true oh my daughter gave me the run for the money baby does she yeah but i keep that, an eye on her. but that's her job she helped you out put this thing up on so we could see you on screen oh, so we're going to give her a shout out too. How's that? Yeah, Dakota Rose. That's her name, Dakota Rose. D Dakota Rose. We're going to give her yeah. a shout out. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, always find me up on the Marcelino Moose Hill, either on TikTok, uh, Yahoo. And I do the, uh, <clears throat> I haven't been up on Instagram. So it's either up on my Yahoo or the TikTok, Marcelino Moose Hill. Okay, we'll, we'll put that on the screen too so that they can see that yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, so if anybody's looking for you, is that the is that the method? Yeah, yeah, they could always, my, all my information is on Marcelino Moose Hill, TikTok, Yahoo, and they could email me at Marcelino Moose Hill also. I got you. All right, you know, my I man. Travel, I travel. You travel? I travel. So, so if somebody want to bring you, they want you to come down to Atlanta, do they need to pay for your flight or what? They book the flight and tell me the date and I'll be there, baby. And you'll be there? Uh, my man. All right. Okay, See, listen. I'm here to work with you. You're here to work with you? Well, you're advertising yourself. What, let me say one more thing. What do you have to tell anybody, that, any youngster or elder, whoever it may be, that, want, that really wants to be a comedian? What kind of, what just bit of advice would you give them? If you want to be a comedian, you want to be anything, you have a dream about it, pursue it. Put in the work to do it, man. Get yourself out, expose yourself, go to any open mic, any clubs. And don't be afraid to ask somebody to get on the spot. One thing you got to remember, if you got asked to be on the show, it's because they already seen you and they know what you're capable of doing. Trust in yourself and believe in yourself and go for the stars. That sounds like good, that sounds like good advice. Just do it, like Nike said. Just do it.
my man. And this is coming from somebody that's been in it for years and is certainly up and rising, man. I appreciate you. Like I said, much love. Wakanda forever. We ain't seen each other I in years. You, brother. And my I, man. You know, I keep up on you, man. I keep up on all this you stuff. You keep on? I still okay. see the family too, man. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm yeah. still trying to put in the work myself, so. All right, all right. All right, my brother. Thank you for your time, Moosey. Marcelino Moosey Hill we got here. God bless you as well. We'll talk to all you right. soon. Be well, brother. Peace. You too. Peace.